Doc Emmerich is great for a reason. Describe the opening seconds of Game 2 at the Garden last night. The Bruins' hammer guys have started the game. <laughs> yeah. Fourth line Dropped was the out hammer. there. They did indeed drop the hammer. And i got to say, Matt Kalman, they were sort of obvious moves. Changes that needed to be uh, made to the lineup from Bruce Cassidy. Uh, tweaks to the assignments in-game. But you can be obvious and genius at the same time. You were. You nailed it from the end of Game 1 at WEI.com. Yep. Absolutely. Backus needs to be in. You got to get the top line of the Bruins away from the Tavares line. It was all too easy last night. It wasn't just about the the Bergeron Tavares matchup last night. It was about Bruce Cassidy just letting his players play. He, you know, there were plenty of shifts where Bergeron and Tavares went head to head, but it wasn't this force like everyone's robotic. If you see him on the ice, go out on the ice. It was flowing. Everybody was, you know, that you tried to keep him away, but it wasn't. We have to go out of our way to do that. And it was perfect. It's the way that they have to do. It. It's the way you have to play. You have to be loose. You don't want to be tightening up and try to worry about matches, especially when you're at home. Great, great performance by the Bruins, and you knew they would have the the R word, the response, the D word, desperation, whatever. Throw out all the hockey cliches in in the playoffs. You oh, see sure, this and, and it helped flow, too that the but... crowd had an extra hour to drink yesterday. <laughs> I have never, I swear, I, you couldn't light a match in that place. It was unbelievable. Well, I got mixed reviews on that. My uh, partner Chris Curtis in the morning was there. He said it was great at the start, especially with the Gronk flag yeah, waving. Sure. And then uh, he's heard louder was his was his claim. Now Tuukka Rask said the same thing after the game. I think Joe McDonald yeah. was looking for some uh, fodder yeah. for his piece, and sure. he said, "How loud was it?" He said, ah, "I've heard loud." Maybe not. Maybe not as loud, but probably because they were so drunk, they were they were wearing out as it went on. Because <laughs> I really, you could tell from like the minute they came off of warm ups. Usually when they come out of warm ups, there's not that much of a renovation, but people were just overjoyed to see the game. It was such a long wait. Uh, it, it was a ter- tremendous start by the Bruins. Charlie Coyle actually finished something. He actually put a puck in the That's net. Right. Uh, Backus was impactful right away. Everything you could have wanted. Backavoy uh, with a big hit. Right. Zach um, Hyman. Postanuk's throwing the body around. Uh, everybody was. And uh, it, 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 it really was It was a total reversal from game one where the Leaf stars, it was the Mitch Marner game, right? You had odd man yeah. breaks out the wazoo second period. Puck management was the key phrase being thrown around. This was a totally different hockey game. It felt like two different teams. And I'm sure we'll get to it, but now you could talk about, we could really start to talk about Austin Matthews, the uh, invisible man out there. That's a, uh, you Nine know, playoff games now and two points. I mean, right? It's unbelievable. Where is he? What's going on? It just keeps going on and on. And even yesterday, you know, again, he's not always matched up against Bergeron anymore. They're not even worried about him right now. No. Nor should they be. Now, a lot can change from game to game in a series, another sure. cliche, but there are going to be different players in the lineup for both <laughs> right. teams coming up, and it will be in a different venue. The, the Bruins are actually might have to lose out on this. They could. They could. And, and last change and all that. But we, I don't want to bury the lead. We do have two hours here to get to. Pete Blackburn from CBS Sports is going to join us for the second hour of the show. But, of course, everybody is buzzing about Nazem Kadri yet again. Total bonehead assault, assault of Jake DeBrusque in how, the third period. How stupid is he? You know, I thought it, and other people wrote it, and especially the people in Toronto. I mean, all he had to do was drop his gloves. He might not have even gotten to a fight there because you don't know if Jake's going to fight him. You know, you see so many times the guys go to defend their teammate. They drop the glove. They grab on. They, they, they spin around a few times, and yeah. it's over. But you showed that you defend your teammate. This moron tr- cross-checks him in the face. You're right. Actually, if you drop the gloves and sucker punch the guy, it's, it's less exactly. egregious than a, a two-hand chop to the right. face. I mean, this this actually brings up the Brashear, McSorley, like the, the worst moments oh, in man. hockey history. Absolutely. It's, a, it's, it, a, it's in that category. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a really it's a black spot on the, on the, on the game for sure. Now – as an enter- as a guy who wants entertainment, would, would I like to see Kadri back in in game six and Absolutely. seven? Yes. Put I, him I'm, out there. I'm I'm calling for a three-game suspension. <laughs> well, actually, 
would be better if he returns for his first game at the Garden. So that would be game five. So two games suspension. Two games suspension. Some, somehow be, less than last year. That would be perfect. Year. Absolutely. Whack him two. Doesn't play in Toronto. Then he comes back uh, and plays in Boston. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't know. The, the NHL uh, yeah. Department of Player Safety has they, been they inconsistent him, at best over the last off, 10 years. But, but offering, offering, him the in, first sorry, offering him the in-person means they have the right to do at least six. Okay. The second part of that is that's the rule now. You get you, well, no, the right it, it, to offer you six. Well, no, it means it means that it's going to be there could be six or more. If, if if it was just over the phone, you couldn't have more. You couldn't have more than five. Okay. And the other part is this guy got three last year, right? For what for, he did. So now you, you want to compare the the uh, the hits. At I least mean, that last was year. that was part of hockey. Guy was playing the puck. He came oh, in late. Well. It was a hockey play. A hockey. Penalty, I guess. Yeah, right. Less egregious, I guess. Although he took a running, he took a running. Was it an elbow or right. a knee well, exactly. at the head of Tommy Wings? Well, we just saw Kucherov just get the one game for basically a similar thing. So, if it hadn't been Kadri in his history, he might not have gotten three for what he did last year. Now, was but George is, Paro still the the head yeah, honcho? So this, <laughs> which is classic NHL, the NHL enforcer who's now in charge of dis, uh, dishing out discipline. Well, uh, who this, knows it better? I guess. I guess. I guess he he certainly knows that arena. But so he's going to have an in-person meeting with Kadri today. Well, he's offered one. He doesn't have to take it. Oh, okay. He's not going. <laughs> well, he, we North. don't know. Where, we don't even know where he is. He might be in hiding because he didn't come out and talk after the game either. Which is another bizarre thing. Kadri doesn't talk, but Jake DeBrusque does. <laughs> and he looks like the Emperor from Star Wars with the hood <laughs> up and the eyes are blinking. And I mean, I can't imagine taking a hit like that to the head. Yeah. And then having to stand there and talk I mean, to you guys with those lights over, in your face over and your the, eyes. Over the years, so many guys have been unavailable to talk for treatment when they're just, you know, getting their back looked at or they're getting a massage. And they prayed this kid out. I mean, I, I, they really were trying to sell this one, I think, a little bit. Is that what it was? I, I, I yeah, thought I mean, that as well. Like, that's okay. the only time you do that. That's the only time you run somebody out like that in that, in that type of situation. Now, not saying that they're trying to say that it's not that he's not, but they're really trying to show it. He's obviously in, in trouble there a little bit. But even he admits that he just came from testing. So what are they trying to hide? He had, I'm assuming, concussion testing. Right. Um, oh, they're not trying to hide anything. They're trying to show that he's fine. Th- no, that, that he's not fine. Oh, 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 to, right. To, oh, to amp up the catch. Oh, Absolutely. I thought I thought just the other to way. show that you know this is what this is the result. I thought they're trying to show he's fine, so he doesn't have to sit out. For concussion protocol, we're not going to get uh, guilted into All right. arresting him in game well, then three. That's, that's a foul because y- you saw it on television. I My saw God. it in person. Everyone that was saw it in person around me was like, "Who is that guy? That's not Jake DeBrusque. That was not good." No. Now they these two have been going at it since game one. Kadri lit him up in game one, pretty good, and it was on from there, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, then then right, they got tangled up last night, and the first, you know, it, you know how this gets everyone. I mean, everyone in Toronto, it's unbelievable. I can't believe the BS that's flying across the border. I, I can't believe the customs customs people don't stop all this BS from flying down, but they get tied up and they start to fall, and Kadri's sucker punching him as they fall down, and then when DeBrus gets up and wants to go chest to chest with him, then it's you know, oh, don't, don't bother me, don't touch me. This was the first period after yeah. he took a run at Krejci, right? So DeBrus comes over to defend, right, right, and they go they go at it. They got matching minors there. Well, I was fine with that. I thought yeah. that was, that well, was fair. exactly. But you know what? Uh, again, if, this is how you diffuse it. It has nothing to do with the officiating and all the people in Toronto that are crying about that. It's about Jake. It's about Nazar Kadri being like, all right, you know what? Let's just do this. Get it over with. First period. And then you play hockey the rest of the game. If you're going to run around like a chicken, sooner or later, you get yeah. clocked. Now, right. now, So now the knee-on-knee hit happens later in the game. And it's close. It's I mean, you, it looks like a knee-on-knee when it happens. I'm not so sure I want to 
identify it that way. It's kind of he's kind of kicking his foot out. He's kind of you know, Kadri's moving the pucks there. I don't really want to you know identify well, it as now, knee on knee. This isn't Brian Marchment, you know, ripping no, up a no, guy's no, no. whole side. I'm just I'm just saying uh, to me it was coincidental knee on knee. I right? Mean, they colli- They physically yeah, did. Hit it was knees. a collision exactly. If you if you watch it and and you see so many of these replays on slow motion oh, or they or they clip the approach, DeBrusque is leaning in, you know, he's extending the leg a little bit because it's just the physical nature of your body. You're gonna right. you're lining the guy up for a body check, so the knee's extended a bit. Uh, he's reaching for the puck a little bit too. Kadri actually tries to get out of the way slightly and jumps into him. Right, and they collide and they hit knees, and the instant reaction from Toronto, you know, from from some of the media coverage, and I'm sure a lot of the fans, uh, you know, that are following this team, is how can DeBrusque get away with that without a penalty? <laughs> I, I I suppose you could call him for kneeing. There is a call in the rule. Yeah, I mean, for I kneeing. guess they could have called a kneeing. And then the, but he they, felt it was dangerous. It, but was also, it was also, maybe they also just were just embarrassed because Kadri laid there like, uh, <laughs> like his career was over and he was back for the next period, of course. Yeah, which if you will hear uh, from Bruce Cassidy later, but he, I thought he clearly threw some shade on that. Absolutely. Uh, he did it just the way he could do it, you yeah, know? Yep, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> James Myrtle, who writes for The Athletic, uh, Sure looks like leading with the knee there. Suspendable, question mark. <laughs> uh, and Damian Cox, who's uh, who's always uh, at it in defense of the Leafs. DeBrusque gets away with it. Incredible. So this is the reaction there. Well, never mind. Which is part of the narrative that uh, the refs let this one get out of hand. Well, the funniest part is that you look at that and then you read those uh, Homer tweets from them. And, and that's not a play that's obviously, you know, a borderline play. Maybe you should have been a penalty, like you're saying. Maybe it's a, a dangerous play if, if you watched, if you saw it just live and reacted to it. But you got to see the tweets that they have about, like, these other plays, the the one where the the, the, the brusque Kadri one in, in the first period and a couple other ones where there was – where Goche got the penalty. It's like every time it's always it's always the other guy's fault. It's never the Leafs guy's fault. Yeah, right. So then the third period. So uh, you've got uh, the ancient uh, Patrick Marlowe. Scanning down the right wing. Oh my God. And Jake DeBrusque puts him into the stanchion, the, the famous exactly. stanchion, the Max Pacioretty stanchion, right? Which uh, has done its job, would you say? The rounded part of the glass to prevent injuries? Yeah. I mean, I mean Marlowe was not hurt after that hit, right? That, that we know of, no. So it's a good, clean hit, and Kadri just loses it. Again, second and, year and, in you know, a speaking row. Of, speaking of Montreal, Kadri's lucky he didn't do this against Montreal. They would have called the cops on him. <laughs> well, you, I forgot you, you were all over that series, right? Oh my God! Of course, yeah, and then and the back and forth dial nine one one. Absolutely, <laughs> it was great. So uh, he comes over and just puts a two hander to the face. So so this is now two years in a row. You could look back in a week or two and say this swung the series and Kadri cost the Leafs again. Right? Absolutely, fair to say. I mean, they're a different team without without him for sure. We we know that's what, the way it goes. Especially, you know, to go back to it, if Austin Matthews is going to play the way he plays in these in these series, what do they have? It's John Tavares or Bust here. Right. They're down to a, really a two-line team with a line that you say that the Bruins are not really that worried about. And even if you don't get last change in Toronto, I mean, I think Babcock's going to juggle them. He juggled them the third period last night. He might juggle them again in, in, at home. Oh, what did he what do you mean juggle? Well, he, he, at one point he switched Tavares and Matthews, so they had the same way, you know, the wingers stayed so together. Matthews was with Martin. And then, and then they were just mixing and matching at some point in the yeah. third. Well, he's going to have to do some creative things because if they, he put Nylander with with Matthews too, probably after Kadri got ejected. Well, William Nylander and Patrick Marlowe are their backup centers per Mike Babcock after the game, right. so they're going to have to put one of those guys at center. This is the same William Nylander who gave who uh, what, what an embarrassing play behind his own net gave Danton Heinen a goal, uh, basically an own goal, and yes, he had this you know the, the uh, breakaway goal to make it three one in the first game of the series, but 
Uh, does Nylander look like a guy you want to trust to to anchor a well, third that's, line? That, that's his whole season, right? He's terrible. Yeah. He's been terrible this year. What, what a uh, what he's a, making a lot of money, right? What a uh, cautionary tale for restricted free agents not to wait, right? I mean, God, you know, I I believe training camp's too long. You don't need all those exhibition games, but obviously you need something because this guy's a mess. Uh, so it's either he or, or the 39-year-old Marlos, who Babcock keeps talking up as you know he's going to find a fountain of youth here in the postseason. We haven't seen that quite yet. but So that's huge. If you're a Bruins fan, yeah. you're loving this. Now, Except. Kadri is a dirty player. He's established that now with was it now four hits of uh, multi-game suspensions. Right. This might be his fifth, actually. Yep. Uh, but he's a good player. He's, he's, he, he was one of the few Leafs who was actually having a competitive game last night. And uh, scored the goal on the deflection. He's a good player. He's a good third line Absolutely. center in this league, and they're going to be missing him for at least three games. And he's the only real agitator they have, you know. Yep. Uh, and Nylander, by the way, making he's making ten point two million this year. That is unbelievable. <laughs> what a contract. Um, what was the what was the what was the full deal they signed this guy for? Twenty two year old William Nylander, six years, forty five million. Um, man. Okay, so. That's that's where Toronto is. Now, on the other side, we're going to hear from DeBrusque here in a second. I want to play some post-game audio here early in the show as people are waking up well, with the cobwebs off. Well, the other side of it is the Bruins lost Tory Krug last night on, an, on a, a good hit, right? Yeah. Credit uh, where it's due. The, yeah. uh, Jake it's Muzzin, your guy who you thought the Bruins maybe should have taken a run at. Uh, you know, it's a typical play where he, you know Krug kind of put himself in a, in a bad position there. He played 10 minutes, didn't come back after that hit midway through the second. And he's got a history here of some upper body issues recently. So how long is Krug out for? And, quite frankly, Jake DeBrusque, there's no guarantee he's going to be in there Monday. So what's a worse, uh, more you know, uh, more impactful loss? Losing Kadri, your third-line center for the Leafs, or if the Bruins lose Krug and or DeBrusque? Let's say just Krug. Just That's Krug. significant enough. It's significant, except that right now power play isn't necessarily making a big difference. I don't think it – remember in Toronto last year, they only had like three power plays in the three games played up there. So, I mean, you know, it's tough. It's only tough because Clifton might be out too. Right. That, right. I forgot about that. So that so. might be hard. But John Moore is close to getting back. So if you can plug John Moore in on the third pair with Camphor and you just bump Grizzly up to Carlo, it's it's survivable. I mean, like I said, power play is not gonna may not be a big factor here. And uh, you know, obviously that's where the big impact comes from Tory Crew. Connor Clifton, I didn't even see this. He he had a shoulder collision with Kadri as well, right, right in the third period about yeah. ten minutes ago, uh before the uh, obviously the the hit to the face and he left the game, didn't return. Didn't now, they were, they were on the major power play for a lot of that, so yeah. he wouldn't have been out there anyway. But back- and, and, right, he might, he might not have been out there at all anyway because he's been you know getting spot duty. But Cassidy acknowledged that Clifton was right dinged. Yeah, so you might lose three players. You might lose three players. So two defensemen. It's, it's a tough trade. That is a tough trade. Uh, Camphor, I've not been that impressed with you. Have stressed all year the importance of John Moore. I guess you're yeah. going to see it now. Well, absolutely, and you know, obviously coming back from injury, he's he's definitely a slow starter when he comes back from injury. He's done it a couple of times this year, so it'll be tough. But he has the size and some strength, and like I said, it'll be third pair of minutes, and they have to have to cut it back. They have to cut it back, um, but he'll just have to play his way back in. It's you know that's that's three options actually because in Providence. You know, guys like Vakanine and Lazan, there's been a, a flu bug or some kind of illness going around there. The guy's been injured. Um, so there's not a lot to pick from down who, there. Who would either. be the guy? You, you've said all along Vakanine might be the guy in the playoffs. They, they yeah, but like I said, he's, he's been so banged up lately. I mean, yeah. the, the only one that's been healthy playing regularly is Zaboro. Hmm. And, uh Well, these are choices they're going to flush out over the next 24 hours. But let's uh, focus on the Kadri hit. 
You can join us here on Sunday Skate, 617-779-7937. How long should he be out for? And does DeBrusque deserve any blame for the knee-on-knee, I think, incidental contact? But um, you know, these two have been going back at it. You could certainly make a case there's a motive there if uh, you thought DeBrusque's a dirty player and had a history of it to just get a sneaky knee in there. Uh, it, it certainly looked to me like Kadri uh, was trying to sell it. Exactly. After he well, came yeah, back just, in the well third. this is the thing. I mean, he was obviously, DeBrus was chasing him a lot of the game, looking, for, looking yeah. for the big hit. Is he stupid enough? A guy who was the son of an NHL player has come up through the game, come up through the junior ranks, those are, to do it in the middle of the ice, I'm going to knee on knee this guy and I'm going to get away with it. I mean, stupid is, uh, that's probably not the right word because you do get in these games and it's emotional. And yeah. De, I mean, DeBrus you know probably, the, you said he's a. He's at a level he's not ever right. been before in terms of just rage. You don't, you're not thinking. But I'm not sure there. he has rage at that point. It's already what three to one, four to one. At I think that he's point. trying to line him up with a good clean check. Right, exactly. And it happens to be near the contact. And you know what? So you talked about the slow motion. I hate the slow motion. Yeah, hockey is so fast. Yep. They slow everything down. First of all, I don't understand why you ever want to see a slow motion replay of a goal, especially when it's like an end to end rush. The point is the is to accentuate the speed and right. to appreciate, appreciate it. The speed. But when you're looking at these hits. How are you going to break it down and you you stop it? You, you, you know, you see some of the screenshots on Twitter right now from Toronto people where they get that one angle where it looks like he's going head, knee on knee, and it's like, okay, but can you let it keep rolling? I mean, right. my God, they take everything out of context. Well, even like, uh, you know, the the hit itself, the cross-check to the face from Kadri, you can slow it down, okay, where did he make contact? Yeah. Did it ride up? Did it hit the chin? If If they took him out on a stretcher, would the suspension be double? <laughs> right. Would we be talking about McSorley Brashear well, I mean, c- comparison? It was, I mean, it's actually comparable more to a, a, a Lucic power uh, penalty that they had in, in 2008. I think it was he uh, he rammed into Max Laperriere after a uh, it was either after a goal or, or something happened near the net and uh, came in full force at him with the stick up. But like, and he got a game for that one. This was back, you know, he was a rookie, whatever. Yeah. So now you're talking. That's why. So you're starting with the, you start with the, okay. This is a suspension, absolutely. Starts there, and then you go into his history. You go into the the severity of it. Right. It doesn't matter where he contacted. It doesn't matter. Nothing. None. Of, none of that matters. But they do take into consideration how how severely the guy's injured. That is a that is. I'm not a, so a sure with factor. something like this. If, no? if it's a hockey injury, if you if you if they wanted to maybe look at the DeBrusque Marlowe thing, if there was if he was behind them, if 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 it's a hit, you know, the Matt Cook kind of blindside hit type thing, or Marshand um, low bridging Bervetsky yeah. in the flow of the game. That's different than this guy just coming up and, and clobbering him. Yeah. I would think they just say flat out unacceptable, you know, you right. can't have this in the game. It's just, or this is more like, I mean, obviously the play was still going. There hadn't been a whistle yet. Yep. But it's more like Dale Hunter assaulting Pierre Turgeon. You know, totally unsuspecting. Right. No reason to think that this is going to happen to you. Right. All right. So here's Jake DeBrusque uh, stunningly speaking at all after the game. Yeah, it's, the, it's the, actually the audio, little, the audio won't do it justice. I you guess, have to see yeah, him. So I was going to say, it is more of a visual, but he does no comment enough things, and he's just oddly uh, non-responsive that you can tell. He's, he's just not all together with it. Here, but here's DeBrusque afterwards. Um, yeah, I think that's up to the league to decide, to be honest. I, uh, yeah, I got no comment on that. How are you feeling right now? Uh, I did a series of tests. Um, just hoping to come back negative at this point. Did he, did he get you in the, in the mouth, in the jaw, in the chest? Like, where did he get you in the stomach? Um, it's all kind of a blur, to be honest. I think it was, uh, from what I remember, it was um, it was high. I felt it in my face. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. 
that hit aside, um, obviously he was running around a lot tonight, but now uh, that's a physicality in this game. What did you think of his actions throughout the game? Um, I got no comment on that. What do you think? Retaliate over the line. I mean, you guys kind of gave it back, but you didn't walk over the line. Um, yeah, there was a couple of uh, you know plays where you're on the line, and um, I thought that we did a good job of um, responding. And uh, you know, it was nice to get the win. That's the biggest thing at this time of year is uh, just trying to. Sorry, excuse me. Just trying to get uh, a win. It was nice to get the the crowd involved, and uh, yeah. How would, you, how would you describe your knee on knee collision? Um, I have to see it to be honest. Um, I didn't. I'm not a dirty player. I don't think I intended to knee on knee. I was, you know, I got no comment on that. Yeah. I gotta see it to be honest with you. So physically, just how important was it for the entire team, top to bottom, to respond and really play more Bruins hockey for them? Yeah, it was key. That's what we. Uh, Focused on. That's one of the things that we thought that they brought in game one was the um, intensity, and uh, we just wanted to try to match that tonight and try to get the crowd into it and hopefully get the first goal and go from there. And, uh, you know, the guys did a great job tonight. Do you, do you, do you think you're going to be okay to play game three? Are you all right? uh, <laughs> appreciate that, but um, like I said, did a couple of tests and just hoping that they come back negative. Speaking Again, it is it is stunning that they trotted DeBrusque out there. It's just bizarre. It, I mean, it, there is. I think you you might. It's one of two things. It's we want everyone to see how bad this was, or we want to say he's fine. Let's get him. We in were and hoping to, to, to yeah. for everybody to think he was fine, and right. the opposite direction with the it's unbelievable with the look to it. Um, you know, the knee on knee for him to say, "I have to see it." I guess even that creates a little bit of doubt. Again, nothing you take from what he said. Right, you take that all that seriously because he's. I think he's in another zip code right now. But uh, it was just it was a weird phrase question too. What do you think of it? Oh, yeah. I thought I cheap shot him. Is that what we were going to get at there? I mean, some, I guess. But he could. But if he was in the right frame of mind, I think the, the obvious answer there is I'm lining him up for a check. I meant yeah. nothing by it. It was incidental contact. But he's but he's saying I have to see it. So he's even in doubt of. Uh, yeah, he was confused. Whether he's, I, mean, I think he was totally confused. That was really. But Nazem Kadri, 2013, suspended three games for a hit to the head of Nicholas Backstrom. 2015, four games for a check to the head against Matt Frazier. Throat slash gestures to Mark Giordano in 2016. Diving and embellishment fines twice in uh, 2016. Then a four-game suspension for cross-checking Luke Glendening. Last year, the three games for uh, the boarding was really the uh, target practice of the head of Tommy Wingles as he was bent over along the wall, and you're going right. to get another one here, and it's uh, very possibly going to swing this series in favor well, of the Bruins. It, at, the, at the moment that the Tampa Bay Lightning are in a 2-0 hole, can't help but look to the Jackets. How about the Laird prediction last week that, that this was, was going one. seven? That was a good one, but let's see. Uh, let's I mean, see I got at least six right now, so I'm feeling very good about it. It uh, might be a sweep. You might, might not get sweep. the seven. I don't see that happening. Uh, and Hedman's chirping them even after they're down two nothing. So I I can't wait for game three of that one. And but, you know you know going back to Kadri though for a second here the um people they they they, look, they wanted to be suspended here on Twitter but they also want um we're coming up with some creative ideas to uh to to punish him for this. I mean one person just tweeted me and said how about two games and a trade to Ottawa? <laughs> how about that? That's cruel and unusual. I don't think that's And then of course, you know, keeping up with the uh with the times here, somebody said let's have a combat let's have a combat duel or something with Peter Dinklage. 
Do you want to see him again just for entertainment purposes in the, uh, at the end of the series? I don't even recall. He came back last year, right? Yeah. Was he an impact? Yeah, I mean, they, they went it? seven, right? He, he, the series didn't they didn't, yeah, they he, didn't close he, him out without him out there, right? That's, he, that's what happened. The Bruins wanted to close that out before he can come back, and then he came back. He was, you know, he was pretty solid Was he player. good in game seven? I don't even remember noticing him as being a factor. But anyway, uh, he's the storyline now. We'll see how it goes. Uh, our producer, John Anderson, has assembled some Toronto reaction from last oh, night, God. both from the media and I think some fans in there too, right? Some callers, the talk shows. Oh, maybe not. Maybe just uh, some media reaction. Media reaction. Okay. Oh, oh and give me and, too much credit and player reaction. <laughs> uh, Leafs player reaction and what they thought of what's you know the, the narrative there seems to be the officials let it lead to this, right? Not that it's they're the defending Kadri, but yes, the officials' fault that they let this game get out of hand. So was it properly officiated? Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Leafs and Bruins all knotted up at one. It's the Sunday Skate two-hour special, 7 to 9, presented by Star Market and Wise Snacks. Ken Laird, Matt Kalman, Pete Blackburn to join us at 8. It's Sports Radio WEI. Boston, you know, not too happy. Uh, Toronto's happy. But they have to stop, as you said, you're a referee, you know this. They have to stop whining to the, what's some whine? Like, oh, boy, boy what about a penalty? No, you got knocked down. What about a penalty? Oh, come on. Look, look at that. You're hitting me. Oh, look. Come on. How about a penalty? Oh, come on. Oh, look at me. Like, you do that to the referees. They get ticked off because you make the referee look bad. The Leafs have got to stop that whining for a penalty. Yeah, stop your whining. Yeah, for a penalty. And, and as we all know. That's wh- the voice of Canada. Whatever Don Cherry says, you have to do. Right. So what was that? Stop that was, that was after the first period. That was not that he no. That was only after the first. Isn't that amazing? Right, right. <laughs> right, right. He, he kind of like he was anticipating what was going to happen because he's been doing this for how many years? So what was even the complaint about in the first period? What oh was my it? god! Well, you didn't see like it was when the play where Goche got knocked over. It might have been Grizzlick or someone knocked him over. And this is a fourth line center supposed to be a physical presence on the Maple Leafs team. Supposed to be a guy who's going to grind them, grind down the Bruins the way the Bruins fourth line was grinding the Leafs. Yep. And he gets knocked over, and he's looking at the referee for a penalty. That's not what you're supposed. To, you're the fourth line. You're going to get like six shifts for like eight minutes in this game. Play hard. Don't look at the ref. Don't waste your shift complaining and whining. Did you think it was well? Officiated, well refed. Yeah, they put the whistles away. They let them play. They it's the playoffs. Play. It's a highly I mean, entertaining geez. game. I, I mean, they called the charging a postal. When's the last time you started charging in any game? Never mind a playoff game. I didn't know they even do the signal for charging anymore. Right, that should not have even been a penalty. Well, he did leave his feet. I mean, it, if you want to say it's not a penalty in the playoffs, fine, but that that is a charging penalty. I mean, that's that was textbook. The uh, the hits stats, which uh, our old friend DJ Bean, the uh, Godfather yeah. of Sunday Skate, used to hate. Mentioning anything regarding hits. Yeah, he doesn't like anything to be hit. He doesn't want to be no, touched. No, it was, it was. He had like a fetish. To, uh, a, a, he's a, a pa- phobia. Of he's, a a pa- he's a he's a pacifist. He's a pacifist. Yeah, he was a kind of a pacifist. But he also didn't want to give any credit to the narrative of the uh, the big bad Bruins or you know, yeah, physical players. You know, it's funny like, you brought that up because I was thinking about that last night, saying this is one night where that stat means something. It meant something. This was a night, where, and David Backus. If you're going to evaluate his play last night, just David Backus alone, he had seven hits. And they were at the the effect, the impact of them was evident. The this was classic Zaitsev, a fear of contact coming around the boards. I mean, I guess he let the puck get away from him, but the the yeah. first goal of the Bruins is set up and by I, the fear of physicality. I don't want to hear any more complaints about David Backus. He did his job. He's doing his job. That's it. This is his job. He's not six million dollar top nine, top six forward. He's fourth line Sean Thornton light in a, in, a, in a lighter. Less dangerous NHL. He's the new Sean. He's a new wave of Sean Thornton. Yep. 
skating hard, put him with put him with the right line mates, let him go out there. I don't want to hear any more complaints about Joakim Nordstrom either. Well, the guy's out there hitting as well. They're one and zero penalty without, killing. Uh, Marcus Johansson, who exactly. I thought should have been scratched for game one. That, well, that's just isn't that a question? I mean, we're talking obviously if DeBrusque is out, clearly if Johansson was really just ill, yep. he goes back in. But if everyone's healthy. Does Johansson go back know. in? Would you put him back in? I wouldn't. Well, like Nordstrom's their worst player. I would agree with that. He doesn't play that much, but that line was effective last and night. And the penalty killing could be huge in Toronto. The, the, yeah. I'm not counting. I'm not. I've already said I'm not counting on the Bruins getting power plays up there. But we know the Leafs are going to get plenty. Let's hear some reaction to the hit uh, from the Toronto media, other than Don Cherry. This uh, well, first let's get the coaches right. We have Bruce Cassidy talking about uh, what he thought of it and. Uh, Cassidy was pretty good last night. This was uh, here, let's listen to Bruce. Second period, I believe it was Jake hit Kadri over the middle. I thought it was clean. Looking back on it, shoulder to shoulder, I'm not sure. You know, obviously, Kadri stayed down. I mean, that's his prerogative when you get hit. Then the last one, I don't know if it was an altercation. I think he came over and cross-checked him in the face, and I assume it'll be dealt with or looked at. He stayed down. That's his prerogative when you get hit, <laughs> which is an amazing way of saying. He's totally yep. faking it, uh, you know. He's he's got the uh, little passive aggressive, just like uh, Claude used to have sometimes in those Canadian series. You know, talking about the flopping and the falling. Mike Babcock on the other side of it. Here was uh, the Leafs coach reaction. Coach, what do you think of uh, Naz's night? They targeted him all night. Uh, game got away from him a little bit, and, and what happened there at the end? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, the league decides on all this kind of stuff. I didn't see it and haven't reviewed because it was down the wall from us, so I haven't reviewed it, so I don't really know that. Uh, you know, it was a game, it was a physical game. Uh, the referees, uh, the way they ref the game, let a lot of stuff go, obviously. And But in the end, you can't let that get in the way of what you're doing. You got uh, Playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs isn't supposed to be easy, and it's worth it. Mike, uh, did you guys have any trouble with the DeBrusque hit on Kadri late in the second? You know, it does mean, it does mean no good to evaluate this stuff. You got other people that do that. So Babcock, that's fine. If you're a Leafs coach, yeah. what are you going to say about it? That's not well, that you know what? You go back to you saying what Cassidy said about Kadri selling it. Obviously, you could say, "Oh, the Bruins coach is going to do that." But I know Nick Kiprios. I heard a story tweet that he uh, on the Hockey Night broadcast said that he thought Kadri uh, was selling it. So he's kind of a uh, a neutral party there. So yeah, know, I mean, he's kind your, of a, your, your reputation yeah. precedes you. And uh, well, that's just it. I mean, and Kadri, even uh, Jonas Siegel in Toronto asked Kadri about last year's hit in the fall. Yeah. And he said, uh, here's his quote. I never want to see any of my teammates be the victim of a cheap shot or hurt. Yeah, it was an overreaction and I paid a consequence. You turn the page. Well, it doesn't sound like a guy who's that remorseful for last year's hit on Wingles anyway. He's basically saying I was standing up for a teammate. Uh, no, that's at the end of game one last year where yeah. he took a run at Wingles. It's a 3-4-1 game, something like that. I mean, it was, he it was, a, it was, it was a play four. with the puck along the boards. It wasn't a hit or anything that he was responding to, so I don't even know what he's talking about there. Exactly, uh, yeah. It would make more, that quote would make more sense today uh, that he's defending, right. um, you know, an elderly teammate. I mean, how many times over the course Marlon. of the season do you see guys do what he did as far as going to the defense of a teammate, clean hit or not, right? You see your teammate go down sure. or... But you, even last I, night, McAvoy I, I, took a hit, and I forget who came to his defense. And, right. Uh, so how many Chara, maybe? Who? Um, but how many of them result in a cross check to the face? None. That's the thing. It's None. like ridiculous. Correct. And he's going to get whacked for it. Now here's uh, one of his teammates, Zach Hyman, uh, talking about the hit last night and what he saw. Concern you may not have Nas for Game Three, and you know, beyond that. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. Uh, 
it was kind of in a, a blind spot for us on the bench. I didn't see the hit, didn't see the replay, so I can't really comment on the hit. But uh, he's an important player, so um, you know I don't know what uh, what's going to happen. But uh, he's like I said, he's an important player for us. Do you know where the line was in this game like, in terms of how it was called, or was it hard to get a read on that? I don't know. I mean, I don't really have a comment on that. But um, yeah, it's playoffs, so the, the refs have a hard job too, I guess. That's the stock answer. If you just say you don't yeah, see it, I, right, I didn't exactly. see it. It was down the boards, bad angle, couldn't see it. <laughs> Need to see the replay. I mean, it was even DeBrusque to go to. <laughs> and the leading, the leading questions are awesome. Did yeah. you not know where the line was in this game? Right. Hint, hint. Say you don't know where true, the line is. True. We need to write something bad about the refs because we can't say anything bad about. Although, Kyrie. if you were writing for a Toronto paper, would you? You know, your readers want to read a a piece that is slanted in favor of the officiating. Being the, poor. the journalism is just a little different there. I don't know what's going on. Do we have Sean Avery? This this is bizarre. Um, he <laughs> <laughs> you have to bleep. It's only like six seconds. You have to bleep half of it. Sean, how long has Sean Avery been out of the league? What is he? He's just commenting on his own like social media. I guess he's taking a break from his GQ internship or something. He's only 39, but he's been retired you for know, quite some time. You know, uh, full disclosure, I was yeah. kind of a Sean Avery fan. I kind of felt like... Well, you're a New York guy. I liked, him, I liked him putting himself in, in Berdura's eyes. I don't oh, see that was why very they had creative. to change that. Yeah, exactly. I don't see why they had to change the rules for that. All right, for, so for somehow he, he weighs in on last night's uh, uh, DeBrusque... <laughs> uh, sorry, the Kadri cross-check. The yappity f***ing Bruins fans. Oh, what about Kadri's hit? Kadri's hit. The only problem with Kadri's hit was that he didn't take the top fuck. Jeez, good editing there, Anderson. <laughs> I think that it's good thing, 7 a.m. Good, good thing no one's listening. <laughs> so, yeah, you get the gist. Avery's not a Bruins fan and should have taken the bleeping row of his, the whole row of his teeth out. Was that the, the end phrase? CTE's taking his toll, I guess. Uh, I guess so. Uh, 617-779-7937. How long should Kadri be gone for? Was the officiating in question at all? Should the Brus get anything, even a review for the neon knee collision? Did well, you get any sense that's like going to happen? It doesn't sound like he's getting one because they announced that Kadri thing pretty quick. Okay, and uh, if they wanted to calm the uh, the Toronto people, they would have announced the Brus thing too. You know. And what's the response from Babcock and the Leafs now? How will you know Game Three take shape? We'll take a look at that a little bit. Pete Blackburn going to join us coming up. He's in for about an hour and twenty minutes. Pretty good. He's, we said show up for the last hour because nobody expects you to go all nighter like Calman did last night. <laughs> why couldn't you sleep last night? Because I was so excited to see to? you. No, no, you know, no, no, I'm getting ready it. for this game and getting ready to talk break this game down. You know, I didn't even read your post. What's your headline at ei.com today? My headline what's is that Kadri should play and he should have to face the consequences. That's the suspension. That's your pun- punishment. Keep playing hockey, Calman. It's there a shame no- Bruins won't get their shot at revenge on Kadri. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was no Department of Player Safety when Eddie Shore was out there knocking yeah. people on their rear end. There was not even a Department of Player Safety when the Big Bad Bruins were playing. Old-time hockey. Why is there a Department of Player Safety? The Player Safety, they should be policing themselves, taking care of themselves, worrying about their own safety. And if they had to do that, none of this stuff would happen. More on this, and I want your uh, take on the Tuca reaction from Game 1. That's not gone. That was that was. He drug. didn't. Sh- he didn't silence the doubters. Wait, that and wasn't a big he, enough did game. He bounce back. Was last that a night? big enough game? How big does the game have to be for Tuca to get everyone off his case? It's Sunday skate. Calvin oh, hasn't God. slept. He's irritable. Star Market presents us as does Wide Snacks. We're back with Pete, Pete Blackburn here on Sports Radio WEI. Reputation that doesn't help him as as well. well last night he was crying all the time. Yeah. I mean, you start crying to re- uh, to, to referees, you know, and uh, you referee. I hated knee on knee. You can't tell. It's so quick. Uh, it's impossible. To judge intent, uh, it's impossible to even know if it was an extension. Yeah, but of the- if you get it, 
Yeah. And you th- feel it's a knee, whether it's a yeah. knee or not. Oh, it's the best call you can make. It's like yeah. a spear. If you catch a spear, you feel like as a referee, it's a badge of honor to catch those things because they are the worst. All right. I, that's Don Cherry, of course. Was a Kiprios in there, too? Uh, yeah. So they're talking about that's post game now. Yeah. We're back Sunday skate. Extra bonus hour here, the pre-show. It's the pre-show uh, show. Sunday skate. Calman's bitter because he didn't sleep. And Pete Blackburn from CBS Sports is here. He slept. And he was regretting this at 2.30 a, uh, when he hit the head hit the pillow, I'm sure. He was like, why, why the hell did I agree to this? I felt a little bit better when I was going to bed at 2.30 and I log on to Twitter and Calman's up pumping uh, <laughs> pumping stuff out at 2 a.m. And I was like, Jesus, this guy's got to be in five hours. It's the playoffs. What was Cherry's point there? I don't even understand. Who oh, was well, I whining? Mean, let's face it, I'm not going to start the ciphering what Cherry says. <laughs> I just like the no whining parts. Those are the best. But they're, they're obviously focusing more. It sounded like they're on the knee-on-knee hit than they are the Kadri. Yeah. What do you expect? Which I guess is the more debatable topic because the hit to the face from Kadri, is anybody defending that in any way? I mean, the only <laughs> thing you could say is right. how long is well, the no, suspension? Well, no, they're not defending it. They're saying, well, the refs let it come to this. Right. Yeah, <laughs> That's I've, true. I've seen that take more than anything. It's like, well, if the refs kept this game in control, oh, he wouldn't have done God. that. It wouldn't have been on his mind. He's still a grown adult who just cross-checked a guy in the face. Have well, some accountability. Right. Where's the... Damn accountability! Uh, five games, we thinking rest of the series. I think Definitely. three. I think five. Uh, yeah, I think that's a, the at sweet least. spot because it at least guarantees that he does not play again in the series. If uh, if they would go three, what's the reaction from Bruins fans? Is it outrage or Absolutely. okay? Oh yeah, because it'd be the same three he got last year, right? Yeah, this is obviously worse. This is a worse repeat hit, offender. I would say. If he gets yeah. if he gets the same amount, they're clearly going to be pissed, and they have a right to be. But no injury. Wingles was hurt last year. Uh, we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, we, don't we don't know that yet. That's true. That's uh, true. At the very think, least, if he if he didn't have a severe enough injury that's going to keep him out of the next game, he was dinged a little bit there. I mean, we've all seen the video. Three, I think the biggest reason three would surprise me is because they they announced the in person hearing. You don't go. You don't announce the three the in person hearing and then go from five to three. That rarely happens. Well, what's the standard? I mean, I guess the standard is him last year in the playoffs because postseason they handled differently, right? What would you say? The yeah, they Kuch- say it's like two, two games per one or whatever. So, they, like, Kucherov is a one-gamer. Yep. it's That's like two for regular season. So, I mean, he had a, he, a history last year when they suspended him three. Right. A significant history. And they only gave him three. I think this is so, this would be his fifth suspension of three games or more. Um, it's it's a terrible hit. It's There's no getting around that. Uh <laughs> the back and forth, but there were there were other good hits throughout the game. Uh, if game one was defined by uh, whatever you want to say, poor puck management or uh, Mitch Marner, the talent of the Leafs having open ice and momentum, this one was physicality, right? That was the sort of the story of game two. <laughs> sure, uh, effective physicality from the Bruins uh, started from the from the jump, putting the fourth line out there to set the tone. Matt, you wanted to see. Uh, some changes in terms of matchups. They got that last night. Everything Cassidy did looked uh, pretty brilliant after this one. Yeah, I mean that's. It wasn't just about the. Ma- it was. It was about not getting the matchups. It was about just going out there and playing. So you had you had Bergeron Tavares matched up here and there, but otherwise he was just rolling his lines and letting Babcock react, which is what you're supposed to do on home ice. And I think that's you know Cassidy admitted the day after Game One that he that they got out coached and I think you know that's what it comes to that he, he's such a humble guy he understands that he he had he saw the error of his ways this team plays its best when things are flowing and they're just loose and you're trusting everyone to play that's what they did 82 games he trusted every line to play against whoever and that's what they did last night uh Tavares one shot last night two two attempts Mitch Marner was pretty quiet three shots one hit 
one giveaway. I mean, what? And how about what Tavares? Changed? How about Tavares too? Pretending he was hurt, skating, holding his face for like ten seconds, and skating <laughs> into Tuka Rask as if like he was like a Three Stooges routine that he he couldn't see where he was going. It was hilarious. I mean, what, I, I'd love to hear Cherry talk about that one. Yeah, there was uh, Tavares in one of the, one of those sequences was was like in Rask's grill grill for like. 30 minutes right. before he got thrown to the ground by who was it? McAvoy, McAvoy yeah. yeah. So And they changed the defensive pairings, uh, I guess. Uh, when Krug got out, yeah. Yeah, almost, well, at that point they were down to almost 40 by the end right. of the game. But you didn't. You also were hoping they would not stack everybody, right. including well, Chara they, and McAvoy they, they against the top They let things flow, line. exactly, and that's what you had to do. I mean, I think I haven't looked at the numbers, and I bet Chara and McAvoy were out there a lot against Tavares more than anyone, once, at least when that line was together. But that's what you had to do. I mean, you just had to – and maybe part of it was also that in game one he wasn't necessarily trusting his lineup because he doesn't have as much trust in Johansson and then Coleman who's been spotting – you know, getting spot duty here and there. That's why he needed back is just to keep – you know, have this veteran presence and have these guys that he can trust to, to take these tough matchups. Well, after game one, there was a lot of Tukaras talk. We'll get to that in a second. But the other criticism was – Chara was, was getting a lot of criticism, and I think – Somewhat rightfully so. Yeah. I guess he was yeah, put in bad sure. spots by his forwards, but he looked bad. I mean, he, the only he looked that was the oldest and worst that I've seen him look in a long time. The only he, guy that looked good in that game was Charlie Coyle, really. Yeah, pretty much. I think yeah, among among skaters, Coyle was one of the only forwards or only skaters that looked good. Everybody else was so sloppy, and Chara looked slow. I know, I know that's like the age old criticism for Chara is that he that he's slow, but. When when you're playing sloppy and you're opening up the game to to Toronto's speed, then Char is going to look slow, and he looked slow, and he looked old. You know, so. too. I think I think though that you know, obviously, you know, I, I I committed the ultimate sin and put that maybe Patrice Bergeron didn't have a good game, and of course, but he did get outplayed from by everyone. Tavares. Everyone from him to like the 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 person with two followers were telling me it's because of the wingers. Well, when Char has a game like that, I tend to also look at you know Charlie McAvoy is supposed to be the young legs. He's supposed to be the safety valve. The Leafs were exploiting the Bruins. The forecheck wasn't getting in to stop those stretch passes. If you're not stopping them, yes, the puck's going to get behind Chara. And whether he's 42 or 32, he's never going to be right. able to move that way. That's where Charlie McAvoy could have come in and helped him out a little bit. So maybe like Bergeron has the, it's the winger's fault every time he does something wrong. Maybe we could say that Chara had an off game because, and McAvoy didn't exactly help him out. But what changed? Like, if it's amazing how different. Uh, spins you get after different games at a playoff series. Like, after game one, Mitch Marner is awesome, best player in the <laughs> world. Tavares is a difference maker. Char is old. Uh, McAvoy had a terrible start. Uh, on and on. I mean, Pasternak looked bad in that game. Remember uh, when the Bruins were going to sweep the Lightning last year? So, Right. That's true. That's after game one of that series. Um, but after this game, it totally different story. That line was invisible. It was just a matter of adjusting. Uh, the physical play forced Toronto to be uh, not have you know, time and space coming I mean, we, out of their we zone. Keep, we keep going back to it, but where is Austin Matthews? Yeah, That's the difference here. Is that when if Tavares is being shut down by Achari or Bergeron, whoever it is, and Kadri's running around like a moron, not playing hockey very well. They have to have Austin Matthews do something. And from the Bruins side of things, you know, I don't think that many people expected them to be as bad in game two as they were in game one. Right. I, we've watched this team all year. They have not been that bad. They haven't been that bad with the puck. Uh, they haven't been that sloppy. So all their issues in game one were, were correctable, and they corrected them in game two, and they played like the team that they played most of the year. And conversely, Toronto had sort of backed into the playoffs. They looked pretty bad the last few weeks. And then right. they, for a, for a game, flipped the switch 
at least the top line did. Some, something psyched the Bruins out before that first game. They, they just maybe didn't quite know, even though they've all been there a million times, they didn't quite grasp what was, gonna, what was ahead of them as far as playoff intensity. Uh, it starts probably with the coach and the fact that he was doing that hard matching and he was getting the wrong matchups and you know you didn't necessarily like have overthought it or underthought they, it. I think they overthought because when you look at it too, we talk about Freddie Anderson had a good game but didn't make any spectacular saves in that game. There were what two, three shifts in that first period. Martian especially, uh, I think Johansson too. They were passing up, they were passing up shots from the high slot where they could maybe creating rebounds, creating traffic. They were passing up into traffic. Um, there was something that psyched them out in that game. And I think maybe, you know, sometimes, too, you talk about the Leafs backing in. The Bruins played those two meaningless games at the end. Marshan didn't play in those games. Um, they were pretty much playing meaningless games the last week or two weeks sometimes. Chara did play, though, and he looked bad. Well, I told him not to. <laughs> what do you, you want? Think, you think listen, that... re- listen to this show. Read EI. You get Backus in the lineup. You get the t- matchups yes. you want. Scratch Everything works right. Yeah. But, in game one, do you think the, the Bruins attack took – uh, Toronto's defense a little too lightly. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Because they there was no layers to that attack. It seemed like there were way too many guys going in right. trying to play hero, trying to skate around Absolutely. that defense, and they played solidly and they shut it down to their credit. But the Bruins didn't did not test them enough in game one. Yeah, and especially when you go back, it it, it, it does carry over from last year too. It's the same guys except for Muzzin, right? So you're, you're looking at that and saying, oh, we we you know we had we thirty we had thirty points yeah. on these guys, we can yeah. own them. Then Muzzin's in there, you you forget. You don't see they didn't see Muzzin with Toronto. Tory so Krug didn't so see Muzzin. <laughs> well, exactly that too. But they didn't see Muzzin with Toronto because he was traded after they finished playing. Right. So they, they kind of maybe didn't quite grasp what he was going to bring to that team. And obviously, he had a great game in that first game. And uh, I just think they, yeah, they definitely took them lightly in the fact that they they just weren't prepared to really go at them. They thought that they could take them individually, just have these fancy moves, score these goals. Well, it could still be a serious. If, if that's the case, took them lightly, whatever it is, it could be a serious blow if the Bruins lose. Krug, DeBrusque, whatever, I mean, you'll look back on game one and say that was a key. You, yeah, you absolutely. You didn't take a 2-0 series well, lead as you did a year ago on home ice. So talk about that. Are the Bruins in control? Where does the series go from here? We'll hear from David Backus postgame, one of the major storylines of game two. we got to get the goaltender talking. Tuca or Puka per <laughs> Mark James back in game one. Calvin is here, of course, and Pete Blackburn joins us for the second hour. Sunday skate ramps it up. The 8 o'clock hour presented by Star Market and Wise Snacks on WEI.